Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel good. Okay, here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Angel Talk. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I'm the executive director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that assists families who are suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. Uh, I am delighted today, back from her sabbatical uh, and, uh, you know, COVID-free, I think. Uh, Bryn, welcome <laughs> back to the show. It is so nice to be back. I missed you guys. Yeah. I mean, we're still, albeit remote, it's still not, yeah. we're not in person. But yeah. um, how was your trip? Was it good? Or did you do anything? Did anything happen while you were gone? <laughs> I mean, our trip, I have to say, was amazing. We yeah. did cut it short due to, uh, you know, the outbreak of the coronavirus. Yeah. So we spent four days in Mexico, and those four days were magical. Yeah. Uh, we did some ATV rides. Awesome. We did pool time. We had lots of great food. Yeah. And uh, we did get a really nice four days in. So we loved it so much. We plan on going back sometime, you know, when this is all over. How was the uh, how was the airport? You know, I think there was a lot of hype because yeah. it was no big deal when we went. Oh, the really? Airport. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. At least it wasn't like um, horrible. No, it wasn't. Yeah. We actually breezed through pretty quickly and um i do think they had extra precautions you know mm -hmm. so there i think if there was somebody that was maybe suspicious or coughing or looked like they may be ill they would put those people kind of funnel them in a different area yeah which i did appreciate but i mean if you seemed healthy everything was mm -hmm. pretty smooth sailing and we got in and out real quick so that's, that's good <laughs> that's good because i think that the world has changed uh, in terms of reaction to someone coughing or sneezing out in oh, public, it's like everybody just sure. everybody just darts a look at them like you don't have coronavirus, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, we were um, definitely those people. We had like sanitizing uh, wipes in each hand to touch, you know, our bag. <laughs> anything that we touched, yeah, we had yeah. uh, wipes in our hands, and then I had sanitizers in my purse. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's funny. It is what it is. Yeah, you take the yeah. extra precautions, right. but yeah. Well, it, it is. Was, it was worth it. It is awesome to have you back. Uh, we Thank you. we think we weathered the uh, we think we weathered the podcast storm without you. We had we had a series of fathers come on and talk about uh, talk about their stories, and I think they were pretty good. But people are probably happy to hear your voice again. Well, I listened to the uh, father podcasts, all of them, while I was gone, and I have to say that they were uh, bringing their own inspiration into our show. So cool. I, I really enjoyed it and it was a nice change and I always like to highlight our angel fathers. So yeah. I enjoyed it as well and I appreciate the break. So yeah, yeah, it was a win-win. That was pretty cool. So today we are talking about getting physical, not like punching people and getting in fights. We're talking about actually going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, oh, this gosh. podcast is called Let's Get Physical, Why It's Important to Stay Active. Before we begin, uh, even though uh, we are going to be posting this podcast a week later than, um, than we're recording this, we would like to say happy birthday to Bryn. Happy birthday, Bryn. Thank you. There's no place little, I'd rather be. <laughs> little crap Besides sound effect for Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> We'd much rather be in Mexico. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but this 
is second best. Awesome. Awesome. So one of the things that Bryn has talked a lot about off the podcast, kind of when in just random conversations is not only the uh, importance of getting out there emotionally, like, you know, getting back into public and being able to speak to people and how important it was to connect again emotionally with people. But then the other part is literally getting out there, getting physical, taking a walk, uh, working out, making sure you're taking physical care of yourself because otherwise you can really um, you can really put yourself in a bad position. And then it becomes a spiral. You're emotionally uh, you're feeling bad about the way you look and feel, and then you continue to be depressed. So we're gonna kind of talk a little bit about how Bryn was able to kind of bounce back and get get physical again and be able to get healthier. And then some of the things that maybe our angel uh, moms and dads out there can do to keep themselves physically going and, and you know, make sure that they are healthy. And because if they're physically healthy, they're going to be, you know, more apt to be mentally uh, able to make that jump too. So, yeah. Brenna, are you ready for some questions? Of course. All right. So um, let's talk about before the accident, and then we will talk about after the accident and how things changed. Do you, yeah. you, did you consider yourself a like physical person before the accident? Did you work out a lot? Were you a person who went to the gym? Did you make it a purpose before the accident? Yeah, I did. I was, you know, always a really active person before Rowan passed away. Um, not that I, I did it for a totally different reason. Mm-hmm. I did it solely just for um, the outer results. Okay, but sure. It wasn't like now it has a whole different meaning for me, but I've oh. always been into um, fitness and and uh, working out. And to be frank, I actually have enjoyed it, but it does serve a whole different purpose for me now than it yeah. did prior to the accident. Yeah, that's really interesting. When the accident happened... Did everything just, everything hit, obviously your whole life hits pause and you're, you're dealing just with that. What was the thing that kind of got you back and how long did it take you to get back? Well, I've shared this with, um, obviously my friends and people that have been close to me along my journey, but I did not exercise or really take care of myself for about three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, you obviously when you're in really deep grief like that, you are depressed. Like, I don't really know anybody that hasn't battled depression after the loss of a child. Right. So I can say that's a pretty fair statement that, you know, with depression, it comes, you know, you have low energy. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you don't feel good. You don't have good self-esteem. Um, and with that, in those three years, I had slowly gained 40 pounds, mm. over 40, actually. Um, wow. From like my normal regular self. And then I think just honestly depression and coping with alcohol and food. And, um, and I was on antidepressants, which I think I, I totally needed during that period of my life. I don't really know if I could have faced my reality without having those, but I think that you get in such a dark place that it's easy to cope with the unhealthy things, you know? Yeah. Emotional eating. I remember like going downstairs in the middle of the night, like after my whole family was asleep, just to get like a bowl of cereal. Wow. And then when you do that every single night, and then, you know, you don't even know who you become. But uh, what my turning point was, was about after three years, and I had decided that I really wasn't happy. Like my life wasn't starting to 
ever feel like it was going to go back to normal. And um, I'd went to my doctor to actually talk about getting off my antidepressants. Mm. And um, they, of course, make you weigh yourself, which yeah. nobody wants to do. Right. And she, when she told me that I'd gained over 40 pounds um, in the last couple of years, I, I think hearing it from a professional was mm-hmm. like a real kick in the gut. Yeah. Um, and then she was having the real heart to heart conversations with me about seeing a nutritionist and like, I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. And, yeah. um, that was so foreign to me because I'd never been that person before that it kicked me in the gut. And I yeah. was like, I, you know, I don't even know who I've become. Like, I'm not even a glimpse of the person I want to be or the person that I was. Yeah. So it was kind of a turning point for me. And I, from then on out really started to make more time just to try to live a healthier lifestyle in general, not Mm -hmm. just working out per se, but eating healthier, um, weaning myself off my medication, drinking less. Um, and those are all things that I, they were a crutch for me for a really long time. So, you know, it was a long cycle of just trying to change my whole lifestyle in general. Did you know, did you notice it? Or, or was it one of those things where uh, when you kind of knew ish that you, you know, hadn't been healthy and, and then once you, once you went to go see the doctor, was it a surprise to you that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe kind of what physically I've become? Or was it something that you knew was happening in the moment? I think I was in denial. Like, hmm. I think I saw that I wasn't obviously living my best life, being my healthy, happy self. Like I knew I was very far from that, but I think I was in total denial of just how much I'd let myself go. Yeah. And then when you hear it from your doctor of like, you know, somebody that knew who I was before and that I was a healthy person, never dealt with, you know, being overweight and stuff like that and having energy and being motivated to take care of myself Hearing it, I think, from a professional is when it was like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, geez, I guess, I guess, you know, and I got encouragement from people that were around me, you know, still, I guess, cheering me on, trying to help me through my grief. So I think they maybe just gave me like this false sugar coating of like, oh, it's fine, honey, if you have that extra steak. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> extra steak. I, I mean, I think people yeah. just were trying to support me like yeah. in my close realm where nobody really was being honest with like, Oh geez, you know, mm-hmm. you could probably go on a walk instead of <laughs> yeah. have that wine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you kind of mentioned something in the first question that really raised another one for me, and that was your mindset and why you worked out uh, mm-hmm. pre and post the accident. Can you expand a little bit on uh, your mindset working out before the accident and how it changed to after the accident and what your goals were maybe uh, pre and post accident? Yeah, um, I think, you know, before the accident, when I was just a naturally fit active person. I mean, I worked out just solely for an appearance reason, you know, yeah. I wanted to look <laughs> yeah. it. Um, it was just a part of my routine, you know, Yeah. and I was really just solely doing it for the purpose of staying in shape and looking physically fit. Yeah. Um, you know, after the accident, when I really decided that I was going to try to focus on my mental well-being, that's when I started 
um, like, what can I do that's going to benefit me physically and mentally? Well, it was being physical and getting outside and trying different kinds of exercises that um, they did boost my mental well-being. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I kind of tried everything in the beginning because it was just it was just about experiencing it and um, finding a place mentally where I could release whatever I was dealing with in that part of my grief. Um, you know, we will talk about that in other podcasts, but, yeah. you know, anxiety, depression, anger. Uh, and I really started to find where working out for me, whatever it would have been, was helping me get through that time yeah. that I was mentally dealing with. Yeah. And um, that became a new addiction for me. Mm. I wasn't relying on the crutch of like medication or alcohol or food. I was relying on a crutch of what can I do physically where I can like mentally just tune out and deal with like my anger and my anxiety right now. Yeah. And that was kind of my new addiction, oh. I guess I could say. Yeah. But yeah. it was a healthy addiction. Yeah. You know? It's not like it's not like I'm feeling like I'm addicted to something that's not healthy for me. It's became something that I look forward to every day where right. I can just focus on releasing um, whatever it is that I might be dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a healthier addiction, I would say. Yeah. all right so we're going to introduce a new segment because we're kind of doing some of these online you may have seen a few of our facebook posts that highlighted some of our executive board members and the industries that they're in we we have an executive board member named kelsey who's a healthcare worker and um one of our board members nayeli used to work in the food service industry so we actually are highlighting some of these folks because frankly they need highlighting during this time period and we were calling them Rowan's Rays of Light. We have a bunch of them. And so during this time, we're just going to try and highlight some of those. And Bryn, this is the first time I'm actually asking a guest to provide a ray of light. Can you provide a ray of light? Yes, I loved this story. Um, there was a local person that wanted to order from our restaurant here in Tonino called Don Juan's Mexican Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they were going to order um, some takeout to go provide to the nurses and staff at one of the local hospitals. And so when they actually called Don Juan's Mexican Kitchen to place the order and told them what it was for, Don Juan's decided to donate for 50 people um, lunch services and provide that. So they actually took food for 50 individuals and took it up to our local uh, hospital to provide that for their staff no charge. And I just thought that was so cool because, you know, that's, I mean, 50 people for lunch is right? a cheap yeah. um, way to give, but that was like so powerful and I loved it. And it just shows um, what big hearts our local community yeah. has and that Don Juan's wants to support our medical staff. And I just wanted to share that. Yeah. I think that's really cool, especially for a restaurant that could be struggling themselves and they still put themselves out there. It's like what uh, it's like one of those things that uh, Mr. Rogers always told us. You got to look for the helpers. And uh, that is a really, really neat and inspiring way that a restaurant that probably is struggling themselves is helping people like healthcare workers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Shout out to Don Juan's. Nice job. Yes. Agreed. So getting back to the questions. Um. You, you talked about how you were 40 pounds overweight 
when you finally went to the doctor and started to have the conversation about you need to get back out there and get physical. Um, can you talk about some of the results of that workout, not just physically, because yes, there was weight loss and there was getting healthier again, all those things, but also mentally, what did you find? Yeah, well, I did notice, um, like I mentioned a little bit ago, it kind of gave me my own time to just like check out from being a mom and a wife Mm -hmm. and dealing with my grief, you know, in front of other people. But it was my time to check out by myself. Yeah. No matter what kind of outlet, whatever I was doing for an exercise, I got to spend that hour alone and think about whatever it was I was going through mentally and process that. So it kind of became like just my own therapy. You know, I've got my hour to just process whatever I'm dealing with. And then I can come home and I, you know, became a better mom and was less anxious and, you know, kind of spent that hour getting out whatever I was dealing with. So I could focus my energy on what matters most, you know, Mm -hmm. my family when I would come home and work and whatever. So it became a really positive release for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the, the physical as well, I started getting more energy. Um, I was able to focus better at work, which I mean, I have always struggled with focusing on stuff. I know that people <laughs> that know me know that. I kind of have the brain of a squirrel and I, you know, get sidetracked by shiny things. Sure. That's what we say. But, um, no, I think it just, it, it gave me just that one hour is all I needed a day where yeah. it was like, no matter what I was doing, if it was in the beginning, I kind of tried everything, yoga, um, running, mm. even going on walks. Now I prefer um, actually going to the gym. That's my favorite. And mm-hmm. I love to lift because where I'm at my grief now is I kind of, um, I think, hold on to some anger. Yeah. And I don't like to admit that because, I mean, it's embarrassing a little bit, but it's it's real. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I'm lifting, it kind of just is a great way to release that anger. Yeah. And I come, yeah. I leave there feeling refreshed and re-energized and not so angry. How long do you typically go to the gym? Um, I usually just 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. And I go um, anywhere from three days to five days a week, depending on what my schedule consists of Mm -hmm. for work. Mm -hmm. But um, I notice when I get in at least, you know, four days at the gym, I'm such a happier person throughout the whole week. Yeah. Can you um, give an example, not not an actual detailed example, but kind of showcase what it's like, uh, take us through a day. You wake up in the morning, you have some, you have some maybe uh, some mental blocks happening through the day, and then you hit the gym. Um, what is it like after that? Does it feel like this giant sort of re- like weight off your shoulder, so to speak, or is it, or is it more like you, you come, are, are you able to be centered now? I mean, walk us through, like you wake up in the morning, you have all your, you're, you're thinking things, maybe overthinking things, you go to the gym and then all of a sudden your brain feels unwind. How, how, how unwound? How's that feel? Well, I think you did a good job explaining it, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I know I've shared in the past, but I like to start my day with um, an inspirational podcast mm-hmm. or um, even some scripture, just something to kind of center my mind right and mm-hmm. get my heart in a good place. Because I think when you are grieving, it's easy to get sucked back into that negative yeah. feeling. Yeah. And um, it's a constant battle to try to stay positive to stay happy, not only for yourself, but for, you know, your family and your loved ones that look at you as, you know, maybe 
the rock of the family or I kind of feel at least in my position, like my mindset and my mood kind of triggers the rest of my family's yeah. mood. Yeah. So if I wake up and I'm, you know, negative Nelly, right. Because I'm, you know, nicking Rowan or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, I notice that it affects them. Mm. So ultimately I don't want to, I don't want my negative energy to affect anybody. So I've just been really spending the last few years trying to stay positive, stay healthy mentally and physically. And, and yes, when I start my day with like a positive, um, podcast or scripture, and then I can actually go to the gym after I get everybody to school or wherever they need Mm -hmm. to be. The rest of my day runs so much smoother. I'm more focused. Um, I'm happier. If I, you know, have a really busy schedule where I can't maybe get to the gym to have that release and have that outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that I have a hard time focusing on what I should be doing at that time, you yeah. know, for work or, yeah. you know, I might be uptight. I might be snappy. So it really does help. I think not only release whatever stress and anxiety and anger I might be dealing with that stems from the grief, but it just really sets a good positive tone for your day. And then the more you make that a habit, you're just feeling that positive energy all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So what are some workouts that you have done that were actually quite powerful for you? Well, this is actually kind of funny, but um, in the beginning after Rowan passed away, and this was still when I was, you know, I was pretty heavy in my loss at this time, but my family was really great at trying to like get me out to do new things. Yeah. So I tried booty yoga, booty yoga, booty yoga. (laughs) Never heard of uh, that one. I have to say was really fun. Yeah. Um, So when you're down and stuff, I, I think it's good to try new things that might like make you laugh. Sure. Sure. And make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the experts there were taking it very serious, but of course course. I was cracking up. Right. Well, Um, it's called booty yoga. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a really fun experience. Um, I know a lot of people are into CrossFit. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. not something that I've ever got super into, but um, I know that the CrossFit people that are into it, they like love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, running, I never was a runner either, but um, I think just like even if you spend like 10 minutes just zoned out and you're able to run or walk or whatever, just get out. I started really enjoying that time. Yeah. yeah. So now during quarantine, cause I can't go to the gym. I, uh, I'll either go with my kids or I'll go by myself, but we actually walk and then run up my hill mm-hmm. from my house. And it's only about, you know, 10, 15 minutes that we're outside doing that. But depending if the kids are with me or not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, just that little bit of time, you know, getting the fresh air, even if it's uh, sprinkling out, has been really nice to just get outside and get the fresh air and get your blood pumping. Yep. And I will say, personally, that's one thing that I've noticed throughout this entire uh, quarantine sort of thing. The power of fresh air and physical activity in that space yeah. is it's enormous. It's enormous. I, I did not think... Uh, I did not envision how important it was until you kind of don't get to do it because it's raining outside. And so you don't have the opportunity to get out there. It's really, it's mind clearing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed too, how easy it is to get stagnant, you Mm -hmm. know, because 
we might be propped up on our laptop sitting on the couch all day Mm -hmm. or, you know, watching movies with the kids or whatever. And I've found it challenging during this quarantine, you know, just to stay motivated. I can say as soon as I make myself actually go outside and just go for a walk or jog or whatever, Mm -hmm. I feel night and day better. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. It really is. So Mm -hmm. what would you recommend for people who um, are, are kind of finally coming out of that initial fog of grief and realize that they need to, to get physical? What sort of easy things do you think folks can do to kind of maintain being physical and being healthy? Well, I think a big one is finding a workout buddy Mm. uh, to keep you accountable because we're, you know, it's really easy when you're just doing it for yourself to just slack off and not maybe hold yourself accountable as much, but, Mm -hmm. um, tell a friend or tell a family member like, Hey, I really want to make this more of a priority. You know, even if we do a half hour, a few days a week together, um, that really helped me in the beginning just to stay on track. Um, my lovely sister-in-laws who I always talk about and been some of my cousins, um, they would either pick me up and take me somewhere for us Mm -hmm. to do a workout together and do fun things, you know, do something that you actually find joy in. So, you know, if you're somebody that does not like lifting weights, then don't go make yourself lift weights. Yeah. You know, but if you, um, have tried yoga once or twice and it's something you really enjoyed or you want to learn more, you know, find the time to fit those in your schedule. And obviously right now with our quarantine life, that is a little difficult, but thankfully, you know, um, YouTube and all of our Instagram people, I follow a lot of fitness people on Instagram and that's where I get a lot of my exercises to do. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's nice because I can watch them and they're inspiring. So Mm -hmm. it's helping me get a little motivation at home. And, um, so that's kind of what I recommend is, Get yourself a workout buddy that can help keep you accountable and give yourself goals. You know, yeah. maybe don't reach for the sky and say, Hey, I'm going to do this workout every single day Yeah, because you don't want to disappoint yourself if you can't, you know, mm-hmm. reach those goals. But, you know, start with something reasonable with three days a week at, you know, even a half hour a day. Yeah. Um, or maybe give up one of your unhealthy crutches that you've got going on in your life that you know that you would feel better if you gave up. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's one thing at a time. But, you know, when you start doing those healthy habits, little by little, you will start having a healthier lifestyle in general. Very and, cool. And feeling better. So, yeah. you know, it's all a trickle effect of if you're starting to exercise, usually eating better follows that. And yep. you know, it really boosts your mental um, well-being and your self-esteem. And it's just it's made a huge difference in my life. So I hope that other people that are around me see that and Mm -hmm. it can be a little inspiring for them because it's made a huge difference in not only my physical health, but my mental health. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And I would say we've talked about it a little bit throughout this podcast at Sprinkle, but all conversations have this going on right now. I think in this time period, especially it's very important to try and find a way to, to be physical it can be really easy to fall into the traps of I'm not going to do anything today. I'm I'm just going to uh, stress eat and mm-hmm. you know, do those sort of things. If you can, during this quarantine time, figure out a way to work out. And kind of the if you have family, if you have kids, if you have a, a wife or husband, that's actually a really great way is to do it together. We have found that the, our family in particular, we have found some of the silver linings in this is that, number one, we have dinner together. 
<laughs> we actually, nice? yeah, we yeah. actually sit at a table and like have dinner together, which is not something we did a lot because you would make excuses. Your day's too fast. Everything's going on. You don't have the opportunity, blah, 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 blah. And now we actually sit down and, and eat dinner together. And then the other thing we do is the minute it's sunny, we, us and the kids are outside. And so it's a great way of even bringing your family together a little bit. Try and figure out ways to do that too. It's very important right now. And hey, we're all teachers right now, so we got to be doing PE class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually my best subject <laughs> that Mine I'm teaching too. at this point. <laughs> all else fails. All right, kids, PE. <laughs> yep, it's PE time, yeah, everybody. Yeah, I'm done with yeah. fractions. It's PE time. Yeah. Um, so it's very important right now for all of us to kind of stay physical and and stay focused on that sort of stuff. You can't go to the gym, so you got to find unique and different ways of doing it. But it will definitely help your physical and mental health. So um, that is kind of our show for today, but we did want to make a couple of announcements of upcoming things. We came together, we talked it out with our executive board, we talked it out as a staff, and so we're going to do something that we're very excited about. We are actually going to have a virtual version of our auction on April 25th. So we are going, we're, we're plowing forward, we are going to continue the April 25th date. We've seen a few other uh, nonprofits do it to some pretty good success, so we're going to give it a shot ourselves. We're going to go live on Facebook that evening. We're going to have sort of a quote silent auction uh, through through our through our software, and then we're also going to actually auction off some things through Facebook Live. We'll have some other stuff as well. That's going to be happening on April 25th. More details on that will be coming will be coming soon. We we do still plan on having tabled events this year. We don't know how many because we don't know how the conditions will go for the rest of the year, but we are holding an event in November for right now, and that's our plan moving forward, and we hope to maybe have one in August, depending on how everything goes. We'll keep you posted about the run that is scheduled for June. We haven't made any official decisions on that yet. Tickets are available for folks, so if you want to, you can, but we can't guarantee that that one's going to stay around. We just don't know what the conditions are right now. And that's kind of our events for the moment. And then, of course, over the next couple of weeks, watch out for some of those Rowan's Rays of Light that are going to be on the Facebook page and on Instagram to kind of highlight people who are doing amazing things out in the community. Uh, Bryn, it was it was awesome to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I kind of missed it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Because <laughs> yeah. it makes no sense to have the, uh, the title of the podcast be Angel Mom and not have an angel mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed being back. It was really nice. Yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. So we hope we held down the fort and did okay for you and actually did you, did you okay. Did. You did great. Sweet. Thank you to all those angel dads that came and represented. They did awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. They, they, they were really amazing. So uh, th- thanks again, Bryn, and thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Philip. Bye.